let's see. That I am a gold digging, manipulative, evil, whorebag slut who has no real talent, who has sucked and fucked her way to the top and is a um, overhyped, below average looking girl with clout who is only relevant because of Rass. <clears throat> Oh damn. <laughs> In this moment, yes. I cannot say what's wrong or right. No. It's not hard to fool me. No. Cause I'm addicted to the good life. Yes. <laughs> Cut end of end of story. <laughs> All right, well. Now see, I think one of the things that makes me a little bit unique is I don't come from what I consider to be the industry. Okay. Athletics, entertainment, music. I was on that side all my life. Mm -hmm. So the world you live in, the world you exist in is pretty much foreign to most of people who have something to say about it. Right. Um, where are these, what do you think people get the, that, that, <laughs> The point of view. I mean, because I mean, you said the first thing is that you are a manipulative gold digger. Yes. All right. Who's gold if you dug? <laughs> That's a great question. I'm not gonna lie. If I'm a gold digger, I'm a really bad one because I feel like the reality is that I have this list of guys, um, high value, highly sought after men, and there was there was no financial gain. So I think if I was a smart sugar baby or gold digger, that there would be at least something physical in front of me, a car, a condo, uh, bags, shoes, something, money in my account. That never happened. And maybe that's just where I'm foolish. I mean, the first prompt, the first time I heard about you was the book. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, oh, this, because, People had said, hey, because in this whole ethos or this whole thing is like, first it was Karen Steffens mm -hmm. and his tell-all book. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, well, Karen Steffens like story. And I'm like, okay, well, like to most consumers, I'm like, okay, whatever. She wrote a book. And from what I understand, the book, you told stories, uh, you use different names, but all these people are celebrities and musicians and entertainers. And Allegedly. Well, they're, they're not they're not accountants, engineers, they're not IT coders, they're not people who have eight to fives. Mm -hmm. Or are they? Hmm. Well, I guess that's the million dollar question. Well, okay, well, I don't know. I don't know. So gold digging, what's have any has any has any one of these men said you gold digging? No. There's no supporting evidence. I think it's just public speculation. I like to call them fan theories. Very interesting. Um, I mean, I, to be honest with you, my biggest thing is, is I'm, you know, I'm from Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Um, oh, damn. Yeah. I, do you know where that is? No. Okay. <laughs> exactly my point. No, but it's um, Mississippi. Goddamn. I moved from Grand Rapids. Even Rapp Oklahoma looked down on Mississippi. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. All right. So, um, <laughs> I think for me is just, I built my following, um, from the ground up and, as you grow, why, why do you are following on Instagram? Yes, because I started uh, I started uh, my Instagram account uh, the summer of 2012. Why? Because at the time I was doing fitness, and I actually deleted my social media for 
the boyfriend was, there some, I was, was there some kind of soccer video? I used to play soccer. I used to have a real talent. Okay. So what was the first, the first video that kind of launched you was back in 2012, you did fitness. Cause I remember hearing something about uh, some soccer video that you did. Did it, did it get a lot of views? Yes. I mean, I would always, you know, shoot, juggle, shoot the ball, but it would be in like short shorts, ass out. And then okay. I was sometimes would twerk in there. All right. So people loved it. Of course. <laughs> I mean, if you guys didn't like it, well, I consume it. So it was it was your point to get started to be in fitness or was it to be an IG model slash influence? I would say at the time it was fitness. And then I was in a situation because the guy I was dating at the time, I was living in his parents' basement. And I remember setting my iPad up, taking pictures, showing my body, what would be considered kind of like IG model pictures now where you show your body, mm -hmm. whatever. And I just remember saying like, I'm gonna, like, people are gonna know my name. Like people are gonna know who I am. And probably a year after that, probably a year and a half, um, I did a video with Worldstar, Worldstar Candy. I don't know if you remember, you probably, yeah, cause you're not, you're so not in that world. No, but, um, I, I that's, mean, I, I've, I've been on Worldstar and I'm like, how strange is that? Me on Worldstar. And I'm like on one of the, yeah. Yeah, anyway. So that's kind so of how went, I- You went for Worldstar. That was my goal. I, so when I they asked, up on World Star. yeah. So when when I first started out, like that is, I gained probably almost a hundred thousand plus followers from that video. And then probably two months after that, I got my first booking. So I used to be a special needs caregiver mm -hmm. for adults. Right. So that was my that was my full time job before I stopped to be a you know entrepreneur, Instagram model, whatever you'd like to call it. Well, what would you call it? Social media influencer. All right. So this is something you went for. Because mm -hmm. fitness, and, uh, and for those who don't know in social media, one uh, outside fitness is one of the most competitive, saturated verticals online. It is damn near impossible. Uh, in men's style, uh, the largest guy is named Aaron Moreno, Alpha M. He started out as a gym rat. He started out on the gym and he branched over into men's fashion uh, because it's just so hard to break through. Um, I know that because outside of fitness, then you get into beauty and then fashion. These are hard things to break into. Right. So typically it's not uncommon for people to start it and then recognize that you're not gonna get any bandwidth. I mean, believe it or not, I'm an image consultant and a fragrance reviewer and I trudged along yeah. for five years and nobody knew about me until I decided to start talking about what my clients talk about. Yeah. So, but the point is you decided to go for this. So you went on Worldstar and all this other stuff. Let's skip all the way today. Okay. If you could do it all over again, would you choose it? Absolutely. Why? Being honest, I, I say, feel- Well, we're gonna get honest either way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say that there's a lot of privilege that comes with this. You get to skip the line. And once you, re once you reach a certain level of status, really the world is your oyster. Um, as far as, like I've gotten acting roles simply just off my Instagram. Um, really been able to do different speaking engagements. I've been able to just like not have a, like actually have to clock in mm -hmm. since 2013. So I would say yes, because I don't really take direction that well. I feel <laughs> like, <laughs> surprise, surprise. I'm self-aware. 
I'm self-aware. In 2022, uh, self-awareness is sexy. Remember, boys and girls. <laughs> that's what 2022 is about. Self-awareness is sexy. And I feel like in this position, I've gotten to make more money than I would have made being a special needs caregiver. Mm -hmm. And in turn, being able to not only kind of put myself ahead, but also help people around me. So I have been the breadwinner for my family. Um, and to be honest too, cause you know, I, I remember, I think I, the first time I watched it was when you're sitting out with those girls, the OnlyFans stuff. Mm -hmm. And they all got up and everyone was so mad and whatever. Um, I feel like I've made a lot of money and I've blown a lot of money. Okay. And it's taken blowing money and really having my son and seeing reality for what it truly is um, to be more mindful of it and start thinking long-term. <laughs> that's sad, but it's like, that's what it just took. Well, okay, so. Lots of pack. Well, I know because I mean, I'm kind of experiencing that myself because coming from a long uh, working life, yeah, there are, a lot, there are a lot of advantages that comes along with being in the public eye, but there also comes a lot of limitations. Yes. Uh, and those are different for men than for women. Agreed. Um, There's a privilege that we have to acknowledge for women. Well, it's uh, uh, easier in some areas. Well, I mean, okay. So while you do get to skip the line, all this other kind of stuff, you also get labeled for doing things that would only make sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you... Do you relish the label or do you resent the label? I think you have to take the good and the bad. So you can't be like, I love skipping the line, but I hate when people call me a whore. It's like, who cares? Well, um, I've been called worse by better. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and one of the things that I think is interesting is anytime I see you, how we see the industry and it's like, you guys live in an echo chamber. It's an echo chamber because most of the people who watch World Star will never have a chance to be sitting here talking to you or, or be you. Right. Um, so this is con this is conspicuous consumption at the digital level. You get privileges from it, but there's a real cost. What's the cost that you've paid in your personal life? In your professional life or your personal life? Take either one. I would say if I wanted to be a teacher, that I would most likely never get hired anywhere. So that's a reality that you have to accept. Um, I also think dating, um, because I'm so vocal and just because it's like, you know, it's hot under these lights, you know? So it's like, I think dating has probably been the hardest thing for me. Um, I, a lot of my friends, we just don't have the same problems, it seems like. Dating. Yeah. Um, and I mean, to be honest with you, it's it's kind of like you almost have to keep it going because if I'm Brittany Renner and I've been doing this for almost 10 years now, and let's say I fall off and now I'm working at Target, it's not that that's a failure, but there would be ridicule that comes behind that. So I feel like trying to have maybe more sort of a um, everyday career going from this realm to this realm, I think it would be a tough transition. I don't I don't think people would be supportive of it. I think one of the questions that more people ask than anything than anything else is how much of this is real and how much of it's for to keep it going. Hmm. And as somebody who sees the world from a different angle, mm -hmm. uh, do you have an end goal? 
My end goal would be to utilize my youth, my beauty, this position, to create opportunities in the now for the long term. So podcasting, um, hair company, skincare, like certain things that I feel like, what is that? What is that? What does that mean? Because it looked like you were processing a thought when I was talking. Go for it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think my biggest end goal is to, well, one of my bigger end goals is to have my own podcast. I would like to, I think one of my favorite people I loved watching in high school even was Wendy Williams. And I love that she was just so raw, so real. People can say whatever they want about her, but she speaks her mind. So I think that especially in the podcasting space and even just, you know, Wendy's older, you know, there's not really a female voice that isn't just like politics certain like that's not covering the, the things that I feel like I'm not afraid to cover so I just think right now to be honest with you like ever since I had my son it was the first no I, I lied when I because when I was pregnant I used to watch your uh, lives mm -hmm. and so when you would talk about yeah really helpful stuff um <laughs> when I would watch your Instagram lives you would pose so many questions that I did not have the answer to I'm 29 and when I would listen to you and people would get triggered, but I'm like, when you really sit down and you take away tone, you take away whatever people think about you, it's actually very helpful if you're willing to listen, but a lot of people don't listen. Let me, so the, the people you've mentioned, Wendy Williams, um, and then even your persona, the, do you relish being the rebel? I love it here. I'm free. I mean, to be honest, yeah, like this type of freedom and saying the things I've said and doing the things I've done on a public level, there's probably a lot of opportunities I will never get because of this level of transparency, which is fine. But I feel like if I'm gonna go all the way, it's like I gotta rock out with my cock out at this point. That's how I feel. So is there a model for what you wanna be? Because if you mentioned Wendy Williams, Okay, she has achieved a modicum of success. Yeah. But it's also, depending upon where you sit, there's a lot of downside that comes with that too. Correct. When you're 60, what do you want your life to look like? That's a great question. Yeah. It's something I have been thinking about. I think all I can, I think one of the biggest things I've taken away from your Instagram lives is if it's not gonna be a man, then you're gonna have to make up that financial difference. Well, assume that- And I, I mean, a, a man is not a financial plan, but I'm saying, you're saying, you know- well, Assume that, I mean, you're already in, the, you already have more earning potential than you, you've had previously. Correct. Quality of life. What does that look like? Because I know there are a lot of women who are very financially well off. Yeah. Who I personally know- Mm-hmm aren't happy, they're, but they're doing what they have to do. Um, and they don't have as many choices at 29 years old. Um, is what you want to do, has it been done yet? Meaning like Wendy Williams, Oprah Winfrey, these kind of singular people. A lot of, a lot of women will look at those women and say, oh, they're strong and dependent. A lot of men will say, they look very sad. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's just- I mean, it's all about perspective. Well, yeah, but, it's, it all comes down to what, you know, when I used to teach my men in training stuff, I would say, gentlemen, life happens outside and life is about people. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that coronavirus 
crystallized to a lot of people that when the world shuts down, what do you have? You can have all these different things, but if you don't have relationships, you don't have network, you don't have things to sustain you, then what's all this stuff? That's why, you know, being the rebel has its advantages. I mean, who are you talking to? But what's the outcome you want? Um, I will say I haven't really seen kind of more so what I want to do. I think I just use Wendy Williams more as a, um, she speaks freely. When you say speak freely, what does that mean to you? Whatever your truth is. I don't feel like a lot of people tell the truth. Your truth? Is yeah. there is there a personal truth? I think so. Okay. Because I mean, I could, if we're in a relationship, someone could ask, well, what's the truth? Well, this is my truth. This is his truth. Mm -hmm. Where's, there's somewhere, it's in the middle somewhere. I can only really say how I feel, so what my this, truth this is. Becomes, this becomes a philosophical question. You know what happens to truth tellers, right? What? What happened to Socrates? I don't know. So what happened? Look it up. <laughs> well, then, but uh, the people who don't know <laughs> want the answer. Well, Socrates was one of the most wise men of his time. Okay. But they made him drink poison. Truth comes at a cost. It does. But there's an even bigger cost when you lie, when you're not in your uh, truth. It's, it's, and I think that... Our, we, I, I hear so many people talk about truth, 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 personal truth. There is a truth, uh, but everything has a cost to it. And in this conspicuous digital consumption, are we prepared to pay all the costs that come along with it? How do we map all that going forward as a rebel? I've had to ask myself, like, what are, what am I willing to pay to be in my truth and to be the rebel? I think right now, um, there is kind of like a burning at the stake. Like it is, that's how I feel. I feel like because I tell my truth, I speak how I feel that I have been crucified. I'm a very easy target. So I think, for, yeah. For example, what do you mean? Um, hmm. So I just recently did an interview with, with DJ Academics and I feel like a lot of clips were taken and were like, she's a whore, she's this, you're just a side chick, like whatever the case may be. Um, but I feel like because I tell the truth, my truth, it's just easy to pick on me. Like, I don't, I don't really, cause like, okay, I mean, I guess to get specific, the recent situation with my child's father, mm -hmm. he's six years younger than me. They're saying that I planned it. It was just some evil plan that I had in my mind. And I skated as soon as I had the baby, blah, 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 blah. Right. And the reality is I thought my person was six years younger than me. But that's not what everyone else sees. That's not for me to sit here and try to convince people that, like what it was. Um, but I think just living out loud, like you said, it comes at a cost. Whether you're talking about your experiences in a book, whether your relationship is public, there is a cost. Not like we're in a world too, with even with you, I've listened to a ton of your messages uh, just watching you. And I feel like the point is often missed because people hear what they want to hear and they make up in their mind that you're a woman hater, you're this, you're gay, blah, 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 blah. That's what they say. So they're going to take it and compute it however they may please. So, and with something, and, and with that being the case, there's a tendency to isolate. Okay. There's a tendency to isolate and there's a tendency to do this to the world. <laughs> uh, because right. it's like, if everybody's going to do this to me, I'm going to do it back to them. All right. I get it. Trust me, I get it. But what do you want out of life with other people that's not this? 
Do you want additional children one day? Do you want uh, a, a family life? Any of these things? Have you thought about any of these things? Ideally, I would love a family. I think the sole reason I was so excited to have my son was because I wanted, you know, the matching pajamas on Christmas. To me, family is everything. I didn't, I was raised with my grandparents. So for me, they did the best they could with the awareness they had, mm -hmm. but I just, my mom and dad, they never married. And my mom isn't married now, mm -hmm. um, my dad is. And it's just like, for me, it's just always been a dream to have that in household unit. And I just feel like, at, you know, due to recent events, now it's like, yeah, it is stepdaddy season. And that wasn't my choice, even though it was my choice. Um, there were things that transpired where I just felt like, okay, I'm gonna have to choose me. But yeah, I want a family, but it is going to take, I mean, honestly, at this point, I don't know who would want to sign up to be with me. And that's just being all the way transparent. Well, I don't know. I mean, um, I'm, not big, I'm not big into celebrity gossip and all this stuff. I just don't. Um, kind of surface level, I know, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, but from a PR standpoint, have you told your, have, there's a story that's out there. And of I think, course. you know, all right, but is the story accurate? No. All right. Well, then let's skip back. If the outcome you want is truly the family you did, like most of us who didn't grow up with a family, we, we long for that, we want that. Yeah. All right. Um, what matters more, getting that or um, your, let's just call it your, your entrepreneurial empire? Because you can't have both. Then, Why is not, that? Uh, you got to pick. Why do I have to choose though? Uh, because life is about choices and trade-offs. And one of the biggest, one of the biggest lies that's been told to your generation is you can have it all at the same time. Show me one person that has it all at the same time. I think that's a, I don't, I, I don't know a person off the top of my head. Um, because it's impossible. It's impossible to have it all at the same time. The things that when you start really letting your guard down and softening up, that's what you want. Then you have the things that we feel like we need. Mm -hmm. Cool. But you can't have it all. It's like, um, it's like you can't have this life and then have a normal private life. Right. You can't because it's too public. Mm -hmm. Who you don't know who's, who you're meeting. You don't know why you're meeting them. And you got to calculate every time you meet somebody, what's the damage that can be done to the end goal because you're youth. Mm -hmm. That's not normal. It's not. So that, so that comes along with it. So all things being equal, what matters more in the long term to you? Is it the family life, that kind of stuff? Uh, and still living a, a, a decent life, or is it the speaking your truth uh, and the whole Wendy Williams kind of thing we were talking about? See, I think that's a good question, but I almost feel like I can't get too far away from the empire because okay. if I get too far from the empire, any man that I'm with, mm -hmm. at some point in time, I'm gonna have to get in compliance and kind of sign up for whatever his set of rules are, right? Get on his program, I should say. And I am well aware of what's out there. I'm well aware 
a lot of guys are going to steer clear of me, which is fine. So that's why as much as I want the family, I want the matching pajamas on Christmas, it's almost like I can't really put all of my eggs in that because I'm going to have to make sure me and my son are financially okay. No matter what happens to his dad, no matter what is to come, I feel like I can't just say, oh, I just want a family. Like, I did that. I wasn't really posting on social media. I had to kind of trade off. You want to be able to sit at home, not work? Well, there's certain things you're not gonna post. Well, I often hear women say these paradoxical things that I want a family, but it's almost like you want family without the compliance. It's not that there's anything wrong with getting a compliance. I just feel like when you are under a man's roof, under his law, if you're not okay with certain things, the only way that you can is if you have your own thing. So it's like, if, if I don't like your set of rules and I don't have anything to fall back on, then what am I gonna do? Uh, like, I have to be able to stand on my own. So it's not that empire's more... Well, I mean, see, and this is where we end up getting to the... So at the end of the day, it's you ahead of the things you say you want. Because what, I mean, human beings are meant to pair up and be in family units. That's what we meant right. to be. So it's like, what I'm hearing is what I typically hear, fear, scarcity, and lack. It's like, well, I can't put all my eggs in a basket with a man because it could go awry. So I need to have an extra strategy and a backup plan. Okay. And no matter how we get to it, it's one foot in, one foot out. Because you can't, because mm -hmm. it's like, if you're in a, on a man's program, the implication of being on a man's program is somehow fraught with risk and somehow negative. I can only speak from my personal experience. Mm -hmm. And when I was with my child's father, there were kind of a certain set of expectations for that relationship. And if I didn't want to have to pay bills, didn't want to work, didn't want to, there was, you could have the car, we're in the $1.6 million home. Like you really just kind of sit down, shut up, suck a dick and be pretty. And that's cool. Like some women sign up for that. But I do think too, like you said, they are allowed to weigh their options. I can't remember the terminology that you use. High value, uh, high value men don't cheat the exercise options. Right, they exercise options. So to me, I feel like unless you are ready to comply to whatever demands or rules that they have, then how can I comfortably just say, I'm just all about family? Well, well, I mean, a lot of goes into that too, because it depends on the kind of man you deal with. The okay. kind of man you deal with, the age of the man, uh, the environment they live in. I mean, uh, the, the, the stuff that I think of when you're talking about that, uh, I come from the corporate world. It's not, it's not a lot. The money isn't the same, but it's, it's a different way. It's a different thing. So at the end of the day, what I'm hearing is from what you've been, where you've been, you know, I need to insure myself. Fine, fine. Um, but once that's insured, is that enough? Of course it's not. I could have a hundred million in my account right now and I'm still gonna be a miserable bitch. So this is why I'm such a big, this is why I'm such a big um, advocate for therapy, especially in the black community. We don't learn how to do relationships. Right. We don't, we don't trust each other. We, we barely like each other. We hate fuck a lot. Yeah. So, and, and to be some of the most romantic, dreamy people, when it comes down to relationships, we don't really speak fairly highly of them. No. So how do we fix that if 
you got to protect you and men feel like they can't trust women like you. That's a fair question. It's, it's like, and here's the thing, who drops the, who drops, who's, who's, who gives up first? Who says, all right, I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of warring. Do the women stop or do the men stop? Well, how do I, how would I get a man to trust me? I feel like the only way maybe a man would trust someone like me is if I had my own and I could. You asking a question? I, if you have an answer, I'd yeah, love to I hear it. I feel like how else am I supposed to, if I, if. Because most of the time you talk, you say, I feel. When women run your feelings through your logic. That's fine. Your logic through your feelings. That's fine. I feel, I feel. I get it. Uh, how do you get to, well, one way is uh, ditch the rebel. Did you want me to ditch a part of who I am? Well, is okay. That's a big cost for me. Uh, then just like a man choosing to to have a family, he has to ditch the bachelor. So ah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't get it any other way. See, it's like it's this is the thing. Modern modern people, modern women, you want everything. Everything is a cost and a trade-off. And at the end of the day, when you're 60 years old, it's holiday season. Right. What do you want? Don't tell me about what you had. Tell me about what you want. I mean, holiday season, it would be a house full of family members and my husband and... Well, I, I mean, a, I would like... A man wants to marry a rebel for a wife. Well, in all fairness, go ahead. Now we're getting into it. <laughs> in all fairness, um, the rebel, mm -hmm. there are people who love that. The free spirit. Mm -hmm. Me being a rebel it's doesn't it's mean. Great short term. But I guess I'm confused where being a rebel is something I would have to abandon if I if it if I'm willing okay, to. Okay. See. So, okay. Because bachelor and rebel, they're very different. Like, I'm not well, but, single doing certain things. But wife is a role. Like, husband is a role. That's why I don't believe in this partner stuff. It's roles. Who, no matter all the stuff you may say and da 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 da, you and I were married, and this is our home, our theater room, there's a bump in the night. I have <laughs> to stand in front of you and take the bullet. Right? To, or, if that's or, or, how you I, feel, if that's, yeah. No, okay, yes, I would want you to take the fucking bullet. Get no, up. No, 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 no. Kill the spider. We're, 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 uh, we're, in, we're, in, we're in rural Mississippi and there's a bump in the night. And <laughs> all right, who has to stand up? Who has to, who has to risk? I What's mean, my role? The protector. Right. So I got to be willing to die for you. Yes. You just got to listen to me. There's nothing wrong with listening. Well, it's I, I, the exercising the options for me. I cannot I, like I just will not. Mm -hmm. I cannot. I am OK with full transparency. If you're saying, hey, you know what? I want to be able to sleep with other women. I don't want you to question me about it. I want us to kind of have maybe more of an open relationship. Mm -hmm. I can sign up for that. I cannot sign up for a liar. And a lot of the Instagram lives I've caught of yours mm -hmm. is when you're talking about exercising these options, it's almost like, well, Beyonce got cheated on. So you think you're above Beyonce? Like, why do you, she when took I her say, man when back. I say exercise options, I, I, 
Now, one thing I do, I do a lot of facts, data, statistics, and I I have bullet points. Of when, do I, when I say I have options, what are the things I say that come along with the man side? Refresh my memory. Uh-huh. Let's hear those bullets. No, no, so you've never heard that. I've all, uh, like you said, people hear me, and if you watch me, the exercise options thing, do I just say that a man can just come in and do what he wants to? What that's are you, I mean, can we get clarity then? What, what do you mean by that? All right, men, high value men don't cheat the exercise options. And when I say high value men, high value men, six components, $10,000 a month or more, uh, Dallas, Houston, Austin, San Antonio, Atlanta dollars, cost adjusted for your city. If you live in New York, you need more. You need to earn that money for three to five years. You need to have a network of high value men and other people. High value men must recognize you as a peer or potential peer. Okay. You must have a visible kind of LinkedIn. You must be LinkedIn visibility. You can't just say I'm an entrepreneur. Much, much better to say I'm VP of mergers and acquisitions at Goldman Sachs. And six, you are of use for others into the group. So I don't automatically throw athletes, entertainers, and musicians into high value because they make money. Okay. There's a big component about that. And you can be high value. That means a highly useful man. But you also must maintain it with what I call dime, discipline, integrity, morals, and ethics. High value men have options. They, they don't cheat, they exercise options, but it's not mandatory. Most don't, and when they, they do exercise the options, it comes with rules. One, no outside babies or kids, no, no bring, bringing home no sexual diseases, Two, no putting the family or the brand at risk. Three, no public or private embarrassment. That last one should erase everything that you just said because outside babies, you shouldn't be sticking your dick anywhere. So that's what I'm saying. If we don't have a relationship where it's like, I get to do X, Y, Z, I don't have to sign up for that just because a bunch of bitches want him. Okay, okay. You're conflating. You're saying you can't, you you don't like it, but then you say you want transparency. I my biggest issue mm-hmm. is the lying. It shouldn't be cheating if there's well, an understanding. There's no lying if there's there's no lying. What's funny? And there's no lying. Okay, when I'm talking about the men, I'm talking. Did Bill and Melinda Gates have an understanding? I I because I watched your Vlad interview. I do know he had a girlfriend. They would go yeah. out to the summer together. But that's clearly an understanding. She signed off on that. She yeah. he wasn't sneaking around with her. Okay, but then that's I mean, transparency, not uh, oh I'm cheating. I'm embarrassing uh, you. Cheating and exercising options are two different things. What I'm talking <laughs> about there. Okay, like it or not. High value men have those options. Do they always exercise the options? And he- let's just say the Jay-Z and Beyonce thing. Why do we even know about it? I'm assuming because they told us in their music. No, oh. absolutely not. Why? Because Solange acted a fool on the elevator. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yep. If Solange would have, and who's Solange married to by now? Not sure. Uh-huh, right. Has Solange not been on that elevator? But how can how can you say right? Like she's not married. Like if she no, hasn't my, met my, if she my, hasn't met her person. My, no, no, she has been married. My point is. So have you? I know that's not my point. My point is Jay Z and Beyonce had an understanding, and whatever was between them was their business. You don't need your sister jumping in your business in a public elevator with a camera to put all that out on Front Street. Now Jay Z and Beyonce had to do damage control and crisis control 
because of Solange. Had Solange not been there, we likely wouldn't even have this window into the relationship like Bill and Melinda. Okay. See, there's always an understanding. And I don't want to see, and it's one of the things, the divorce rate drops drastically with people over a certain income because there is an understanding. And I think one of the biggest things women often say is you want loyalty and honesty. Okay, well, if you get it and you want a man and you want a lifestyle at a certain level, that comes with things. Is it, is it mandatory? Is it required? No, but if it happens, as long as there's an understanding between those two people, what's the problem? I don't think there's a problem when you describe it like that. That's the way I, I know men, I know that everyday American man, when they watch your videos and they talk about exercising options, they think it means something totally different. So that's why I think it's important you give clarity, but I yeah, I- give clarity. I never no, speak vaguely. I give clarity, but I yeah, I- give clarity. I never speak no, vaguely. I know, but I, but what I'm saying is, is having an understanding is much different than saying, hey, you're allowed to get cheated on because he's a high value guy. Like, that's completely I different said, thing. I never, okay, take it and see, if, if you go to corporate America, do you realize how many executives have their sugar babies or their mistresses written into their company contract under miscellaneous, under a line item? How many men are married to wife, but then is Executive assistant is called his work wife. His work wife. Right, and how often this <laughs> happens. And see, that's why I say the, the, the world that I think you talk about a lot of times is so different than the rest of the world that over here. Right. So when you talk about relationships and all this other kind of thing, you're talking about men that are living a different life. Yes. Okay, that's a small group of men, and those men happen to be very young. Mm -hmm. There are no 40, 50-year-old men over in, in that in an environment. So the, the, the danger is basing the future off of a very small group of, I mean, to be in music, athletics, or entertainment is like being in fraternities. They're very small. Yeah. But then there are the rest of the guys out there. Um, and women often, hear women like yourself talk about, you know, you can have it all, this rebel thing, and it gets them thinking that they can do what, we, that what you can do, and they don't have their means to do that. Mm-hmm. You ever think about that? I do, and I think there was a time, too, before I met my child's father that I was on a, I was the biggest man-hater on social media, and I realized, I mean, it's, it's, Why? because I did hate them. I hated all my experiences with them. I hated that I never got the outcome I desired. I hated the position I was in because I- stop you right here. The outcome you desired, did you go into it clearly about the outcome? I mean, I tried my best with the awareness that I had. That's all I can say. Um, this, is, but I will this is why I'm such a big fan of women dating with intention. Because oftentimes you ladies go into situations wanting something that's not clearly communicated to us. And, and that's true. So, and I can say a lot of situations, I probably wasn't very clear. In my mind, I want you to be a mind reader. I, I want to be with you. Um, I think with age, I started to realize, yeah, you do have to be more intentional with what you're saying, how you're acting, even just your behavior. What is the end goal? So whatever that is, you have to be that in the now. And I think um, even before I had my child, in my mind, I was like, okay, if I want marriage, then I need a man. And like, I know that is not groundbreaking news, but you can't hate men and then be sad about not having a husband. Well, if you want marriage, if you wanted marriage, were you moving like a wife? 
I believed I was because I, to be honest, I did ditch the rebel, which I felt like is a part of me. I feel like I can still be, it's like kind of like being a loyal slut. Like I can be loyal, but I can also be. Did, did, now, I don't know. Did you ditch it uh, joyfully or did you ditch it and, and with saying, okay, I'm going to do this for you. Meaning like one of the worst things we can do in relationships is keep score. I, I'm doing this because I want to be with you, but if I don't get what I want, then I'm going to pull this back out. At, in that moment, I thought I could hang my jersey up uh -huh. and I knew to be the wife at mm -hmm. the games mm -hmm. that I was probably going to have to play the background a little more. Right. Um, that's how I felt. Okay. Um, do you not like the background? I just feel like I'm meant to shine. Okay. It's very difficult for me to play the backgrounds. Like I could wear a trash bag to an NBA game and because of who I am, it's not a normal situation. So what successful men desire to have the woman in the foreground? It would have to be a man comfortable within himself. See, now that's why I think you ladies get become disingenuous. Okay. Because being being wanting to be in the for, in the foreground is fine, but you got to take what comes with that. Okay. See, in 1972, go read the book, The End of Men and, and the Richest Sex. Second wave feminism talked about, you know, getting women out in the work world and being successful in this and being CEOs and all this other stuff. That's fine. But guess what? When a man becomes successful, he often, he often has to marry down. I agree. Okay, so when a woman gets to that level, you often have to marry down as well. When most women get to that level and hypergamy means you want to manage your level or higher. And you don't typically get men who are at that level or higher who don't have leadership characteristics. Now, again, I'm moving athletics, entertainment, and musicians over here because the money comes differently. To, to get the kind of money and the gravitas and influence, you have to separate yourself. And you don't see many men who separate themselves whose wife in the vice president role is trying to do the State of the Union. Chris Rock made, said for the longest, we could never have a black president. Why? Because black women don't like being in the background. They want to be right up there front. And that's why I'm like, if that's what you really want, are you really setting yourself up for, uh, I, I, that's why I say, if you know what you really want, you want to be in the foreground, uh, that life in typically ends up like this. Around about 45 years old, you get your young boy toy. How is it any different than a man? Because men get their young, their young hot bang, well, their here, PYT. Here, here's, here's the difference. Here's the what difference. is the difference? Okay, here's the difference, because see, one thing I really dislike about our generation, we always do this what about is there are double standards. Okay. And you guys take advantage of the double standards just like you, and you have to take it on both sides. The difference is no life can come out of your situation. A life can still come out of a situation with a man and a younger woman. I mean, if there's, if the woman no, doesn't desire kids, what's but, but, the but, issue? But, but that's if she doesn't desire kids. That means that man, young man can't have any. So what's the purpose? What's the ultimate purpose of the family unit is to move the line, right? But can't you still move the pieces forward if you're having that male figure there? That still would be a family unit. Uh, 
a stepdad, like even with- No, with, no, no. If, if you have a child, yes, if he has, he'd have to have a child from someone else. Okay. Or none. So how do you, so if, if you, and this is what, and this is what's starting to happen right now. You're starting to see lots of women in their forties who are accomplished, who have means or all this other kind of stuff. Either they're freezing their eggs, choosing to become single mothers, uh, because they have more means than a typical middle-class woman or they choose or women are choosing to get younger guys. And is there anything wrong with it? No, you just accept what comes along with right. it. You accept what comes along with it. Um, but one of the things is doesn't matter what I think or you think nature looks at it and says, well, this isn't the way nature has it set up. Nature wants us to populate. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing, it's very rare that you can have a 20 something year old man and a 40 something year old woman having multiple children. Mm -hmm. So if, even if she has means and he has means, once the, 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 the line ends right there. Okay. So that's fair. Well, and, it's and, logical. And, well, it's and, logic. here's, and here's the thing. This is what I say that for all women, I don't, whatever, the, whatever you want, just accept the just accept the outcomes and the possibilities because you're the freest group of women that have ever lived. You get to make all your choices, mm -hmm. but life for men is about choices and trade-offs, and life for women is about choices and trade-offs. But in my personal opinion, decisions made in fear, scarcity, and lack tend to be wrong-headed decisions because they tend to reside in anxiety and stress. Mm -hmm. There's no peace there. There's no tranquility. There's no, uh, it doesn't tend to lead to the idyllic ending you're talking about, the matching pajamas and the family. There's a, there's family, but there's, it's not what we envision. Well, one of the things I've learned in therapy is, you know, I have to be happy with myself. And I believe that a lot of times when I would go into relationships, I thought it was about, you know, self-sacrifice and, putting my needs and wants and desires on the back burner. And the reality is, is that a man is not a financial plan and I have to be able to stand on my own two feet if I want to be taken seriously by the guy at Best Buy or the guy in corporate America or whatever. So for me, I it's not that I'm, oh my gosh, I'm building an empire out of fear because that's going to crumble. I am doing what I want to do. And I think from fitness to doing a podcast, I care about helping people be honest with themselves, live in your truth, and like you said, accept whatever comes behind your decisions. So you wanna be the free-spirited, free the nipple, you can do that, but you have to be intentional and just accept whatever comes with it. So I, I'm gonna be honest, I feel like I'm on a roller coaster and I have no idea where it ends. I didn't even know, if you would've told me 10 years ago, I'd be sitting on this couch with you, getting to meet all my favorite people, um, skipping the lines, having opportunities because of my Instagram post, I would say you're crazy. I didn't even know I could have a 10 year run. I didn't know I could make a career out of being beautiful, having a nice body and opening my mouth ultimately, you know? So I don't know where this ride ends. I feel like I'm stuck in Disney world and I don't know how to get out. I don't know where to go, but all I know is what do I like to do? I like to talk. I like to help people. Um, I'm outspoken. I know that me speaking, there is a message in my mess. I could not be able to help people if I had a perfect life. I don't know why. I feel like I'm being burned at the stake in, you know, present day, but 
I have to accept what comes with that because me playing the background, me playing small, me not using my writing abilities to write a, my, to, to write a book, to speak, because I, I, I do this. There's not a lot of beautiful women in my position with my platform that can sit here and do this. There's not a lot of women that would even have the courage to sit in front of you. So I don't know why I have the strength, where it came from, what I'm gonna do with it. I don't know. I wish I had that answer for you. And I don't know where it's gonna take me. I just have to follow my heart. Well, I look at, as somebody who talks to women, I, I, most, most people don't see is when I'm not on YouTube, I do an average of three sessions a day <laughs> with people around the country, people around the world. And yes, in the short term, um, everything you're saying is right. But ultimately, we don't sit down and we don't ask ourselves long term, what do we want? How does that look? And it's and we and we wonder why we don't end up getting where we want, where we want to. Um, I just don't think women standing alone is helping anything in the West. Societies are crumbling right now mm -hmm. because marital rates are dropping, birth rates are dropping, singlehood is on, singleness is on the rise. And what you don't hear is you don't hear a lot of happiness. And what I, what you tend to hear is, well, I got to do what I got to do from the woman's side, and I got to do what I got to do from the man's yeah. side. All right, cool. Um, the, dip, the, the difference for women and men is life starts making choices for you guys before it starts making choices for us. You, at 29? Yep. 29? Um, the danger zone. <laughs> right. So, I mean... <laughs> If, if you wanted more kids, um, how many more would you want? Probably, realistically, two. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, at this point, I, I, another thing I have to accept is if I'm not with my child's father and I get with a man who wants kids with me, that's something I should be open-minded to because it's like, you're going to take care of my son, or, or yeah, my son, mm -hmm. but then you don't want to have kids with me where is the trade-off? Mm -hmm. So I think realistically, yeah, I would at least want one to two children. This is this is this is why I'm such a fan of intentional dating and marrying before you care. Because it all this stuff becomes complicated. And I've been on both I've been on it on, on both sides of it. Yeah. And I guess especially in our community, it's what are we going to look like as a community in 50 years? <laughs> because we're, I don't know. Uh, black women, you're divorcing at twice the rate you marry. And, and, and the marital rate in the black community is, is 30% and teetering. And when the baby boomers are gone, and it's like we all tend to uh, be sure about what, what it is for us. But at what point do, you, do we have responsibility to... Do we have responsibility to anybody else other than ourselves? Bum, bum, ba -dum. <laughs> um, well. I'm asking you. Well, I can probably speak for everyone who's gonna be watching this. I don't really think anyone gives a damn about what everyone else has going on as a society. What what does this look like? How does I mean I think that's just me being then honest. if that's the case, then we should stop talking about all this community this and uh Black Lives Matter, and we should just be a bunch of individuals. 
and just get with whoever we get with and do what we do. I mean, that's kind of what's happening. I think people just like to fake the funk for social media. But I mean, the reality is if there was true unity, we well, wouldn't have to well, what, what do you think that rally. Comes, do you think that comes from the men's side? Do you think that comes from the women's side? What, uh, with what? With rallying or no, what? No, 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 just uh, faking the funk, doing what you want to do. Do you think, do you think that we, do you think women want to be married and have children and have a community uh, more than men want to be married, have children and have community? As a woman and as a woman of, <laughs> friend of, friend of women, I can tell you the women are not talking about, I mean, we, it's like we all want it, but it feels like the men, they might want marriage, but a lot of the same stories is, I get with a guy, I, I could see he's the one, I want a family with him, but he's a cheater. And that's how a lot of, per, like I said, personally speaking, I'm not speaking for all the women who are watching, or men, but other, I know relationships end for other reasons, but a lot of my friends have been cheated on and it's almost like your hand is forced to either then accept it, or move on. And to be honest with you, I am not gonna sit here and act like I'm okay with putting my integrity, my self-respect on the line See, to be married. Th this is what I think my show has done such a good idea. That has been the, the, the prevailing trope for the long. It has been, but you have 54% of black men who are single and childless. 16%, 30% of black men are married. So 84% of black men are responsible for 20% of children, 16% of black men, the remainder is responsible for the 80%. When women talk about men who are cheating on them, women are choosing to date and mate with the top 20% of men. Now I can't complain because I'm in that group, but the way women speak about men is that this 20% or smaller is the entire group of men. When you're not giving any of these other guys a second look, how is it that men who have children with one woman end up having children with two, 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 and you got 54% of men over here single and childless and 61% in the middle class? It's not the men who don't want relationships or marriages. Women want relationships with a small group of men. And there's a case that can be made that you're trying to, women are trying to force demand onto a marketplace where guys are saying, why do I need to get married when I can have you, 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 you can say what you want to about cheating, whatever, whatever. Uh -huh. There'll be another one tomorrow. This is the demand that uh, this is, this is the, go ahead. Bye bye. Well, but, 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 <laughs> but, but, but how does this end for women though? When you, when you, when you end up, it, it's, it sounds good to say bye bye, but when you end up, in, <laughs> when you push demand to the tippy, 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 tippy top, Okay. You end up having a, a generation of unmarried, unattached women to now women are starting to single mothers. There was a story about three single mothers marrying each other. <laughs> Sorry. Moving into a home and raising the kids together. And I mean, I guess. This is, this is happening in Korea, Japan. We, here's the net net. We don't, we don't push relationship. We push uh, especially in the black community, we push we push business and entrepreneurialism and, and, and degrees and careers to our women 
in their prime years. When you ask the average black woman, hey, about getting married at 24, like, I'm too young for marriage. Like, really? No. So by the time it starts getting real, it's like, well, you're older, you're more experienced, you're making more money. And, and naturally it's like, well, the men you want, you want men to have at least stuff on your level. And if we don't start being honest and talking about many of our women say they want marriage or want, want marriage and kids and family, but they don't move like that with the majority of men. They don't move like, and black men are any. So it's not like, it's not like in this case, black women are marrying any group of men. It's just so many black women are just single. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the world doesn't work that way. You can't be a single woman with a child. And unless you're in the top 10% of all earning women, that, that's just a, a formula that doesn't work. But wasn't your mom a single mom? And she never married, correct? Uh, it's also a much different time. My mother grew up in a time where social security is in effect. Okay. The media, if you just look at the numbers, and, and my mom did get married at 50, as a matter of fact. I know, and, but, but that but, also gives, should give women hope too. She got married that, at 50. But she was raised, but see, my, my mother was also raised and taught how to be a wife. They just rebelled. And they will tell you that we did, they looked at their mother's generation as they were foolish. Uh, and, you know, we can get into that subject, but many women will tell you, if they're being honest, that they knew right from wrong, they knew what they should have done, and many of them passed over suitable men and why I'm so much on this buy a dog and die alone thing is because I see it happening. <laughs> right. Because I, mean, because, I mean, number one, wages have been flat since the 70s. Wages have been flat since the 70s. So the money has increasingly gone to the top. So the, when my mother was coming along, my grandfather's coming along, you could actually provide for a family differently then. Today, you cannot do it on one income. You just okay. can't. So that's one single person. And then when you start factoring in children, um, it becomes even more dire. That's why I always continually push the numbers, asking women like, okay, then if, then what are you going to do? If, if you're not going to be in a relationship or marriage and you're not going to build a, take a slow methodical approach to life, what are you gonna do? And I think a lot of times women hear stuff like you saying, and they say, see, it's possible, uh, but not for the average woman. You have to be at a top 10% earner to have the kind of freedom you're talking about. Now, I think, so for that standpoint, do you think, well, what do you think about that right there? I think that's fair. I think the only reason that I've been able to keep everything afloat is because I do make more than the average woman. Um, and that's just the reality of the situation. So I think if I, you know, did work at Target or wherever, we would be struggling. Um, it would be really hard. And I think um, there are a lot of things to consider. I think even you just saying, realistically, how much money do you make? Realistically, what are you trying to do? What is your end goal? Um, I get your perspective. I totally do. And I, I'm not here to, to to just sell hope. I'm not here to sell dreams. Um, but I am here to say that you should live in your truth. And if you are not wanting, again, to sign up for 
you know, whatever plan you, however you run your household, then you are going to have to work harder. And then like you're saying, in working harder, you may not see the importance of marriage. So then to fast forward eight, 10 years, then you're again with the dog alone. That is a very real possibility. But also the other reality is too, is that even though your mom was raised to be a wife, whatever that entails, she still made it happen. No. At 50 years old, she still got married. You're, you're conflating things. See, How? And women, see, because one, my mother could have chosen to be married a lot of different ways. She kept choosing men uh, for, well, that she, because she didn't want to. She chose not to be. It's not as though she didn't have a choice. And she would, see, my mother would also tell you that her life has been exponentially, my mother's life post marriage was market. I wish I could have had the life my, my mother had after marriage than we did growing up. It was hard. Being a single mother, being a single woman is hard. Yeah. Women are breaking. You on TikTok, it's Saturday night and women everywhere. There's so many sad TikToks being made right now. Yeah. And, and you're not meant to be by yourself. You're the social of the group. And I'm sorry, when, when left to ourselves, even the most egalitarian society, the Netherlands, men sort themselves into the technical professions, infrastructure, women sort themselves into teaching, the highest paid profession, nursing. Mm -hmm. But women simply do not make enough money in the main to be single. You're either going to learn how to get along with a man or you're gonna live with Brenda. <laughs> you cannot do it on one income. So, and I think it's, I, and and I think we've gotten to a place to where our truth or this or that is like, when when uh, when men hear women say this, like God damn, why are men so bad? It's like you'd rather struggle and live in your truth with a woman and a cat or a dog, because the average woman talks about men and relationships in negative terms. Well, I don't. I'm not jaded. I still very much believe in love. Do you, I, think, do you think that? But is that? Would you think that's precise? It, you, what do you mean when you ask me that? Precise about what? When you hear most women speaking about relationships, are they okay. speaking in hopeful terms or is it in? It's usually Debbie Downers. I feel like I'm probably one of the few women that I know that I. I I'm not jaded. I go into every situation like this. This could be it. Like I'm not going to give up just because it didn't work. That might just not be my guy. But I just feel like you have to be willing to put your heart on the chopping block if you want that. You can't say, oh, everyone's bad. Everyone's going to hurt me. I can't trust so how, anyone. So how would you say you got to the point to where you were manhating? Because I wasn't holding myself accountable for my own bullshit. That's why. And it's easy to point the finger and be like, you're the reason. This is the And I can really look back and be like, there was nothing about my behavior that even would send a flag like, hey, I actually want to be taken seriously. I think I was like, be a mind reader. I'm gonna text you and talk to you every day. Maybe he'll figure it out and maybe he'll take me seriously. It was a bunch of, there was no intention. And it took all, of, I mean, like I said, it's a difficult road. Like I, honestly, I'm 29, I had my first baby at 29. Mm -hmm. I would not recommend being a, a fucking single mom. Like this shit is not for the faint at heart. And honestly, my situation is even beautiful because I have help. Mm -hmm. My mom, anytime I got, like here, my mom is watching my baby. Right. Not a lot of women have help. 
I'm listening. I posted something on Instagram today. I saw it. It was talking about. Yeah, I, I should we say when is the the wedding and right, right. all that shit? This this should not be an insult. When a woman says, uh, "I'm expecting," say, "Congratulations! I didn't know you got married," or "Congratulations on the wedding." There's so many women who are just go, losing their mind, and I'm like, "That's not supposed to be an insult. That's an inappropriate question." What world are we living in? Yeah. Because the world we seem to live in is women who echo a lot of things I've heard you say today. I got to get mine. I got to protect me. I got to protect my kid. I got to live in my truth. And that is self above everything else. Where does, where does that leave a, a, a community, a nation, anything? Well, I, I think my my perspective on that is a man is more than just what he can bring to the table. Right. And from my security prince to you to my child's father, a lot of men feel like if I wasn't in this position, you would think I'm worthless. And that is really a sad reality that a lot of guys, when you were talking on Vlad's interview, Vlad was the computer guy no one gave a shit about, but when he became DJ Vlad, everybody cared. I think the only way that we could really start to trust each other, well, not the only, one of the ways I feel like we could start to trust each other is when we're not looking out at a man as a cash out option. We're not looking at him as, oh, if I get with him, you know, I don't have to work. And that's just my perspective. And maybe what, that's- but, but how do we get there if we keep pushing hot girl summer, uh, buying it's not men are told every day you're a sex object or a utility and that's sad but that's okay but who but who's telling men this men aren't telling themselves this so this is why i think it comes down to one month about my show my program it has forced women to do something that they have resisted for the longest to look at what they're doing mm -hmm. shahar Ali tried to get this done in the late 80s early 90s because we are not meant to be separated. And most women, that most of the women who watch these programs are not in the position of the people they watch. They're just not. They're not in the position of the influencers or the musicians, or the entertainers, such and so forth. I'm like, you're, you, you got a social studies degree. Have you, I should, I, it's amazing. I hear women who are truck drivers, bus drivers, teachers, all want to be married to these guys who are living this life. I'm like, where'd this come from? And it's ultimately, I gotta be happy. I gotta be happy. Well, I think that women are going to have to ask themselves, is mm -hmm. happiness a man or is happiness you living your truth or is happiness uh, actually outside of self? Because we become so self-consumed to where men are to the point like, well, even if you want to get married, where are the wives? That's what a lot of guys, that's kind of why I even got started talking because a lot of guys are like, okay, where are all the women who want to get married? Where are all the women who want to build forward? And most women are not looking for average one of the mill guys. Uh, they're looking for an extraordinary lifestyle. So probably something different than everybody expected. They probably expected me to sit here and tear you apart. Yeah, I was waiting for you to why? ask my dress size. Why? Why, why, why do people automatically think that I'm just going to rip folks apart when I, 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 I give, I give energy back. 
I can agree with that. I feel like anytime I've watched strategy lives and women come to, or men, whoever, mm -hmm. come to you with fucked up energy, you just return the favor. Um, and I wouldn't say it's fucked up, but I would say, you know. Do you feel like you get a fair shot in most interviews? No. Why? Because a lot of men have their narrative about me. And in, I mean, just in recent interviews, um, I feel like they're like, this is the type of girl you are. What you're telling me is not the truth. Um, and that's kind of that. I still think you're a finesse I still think you're this. And it's just like, but I'm telling you the truth. Like I have nothing else to give. It's just, this is a, this is well, a one, The one video I did make directly about you. And Amber on, Rose. Yeah. Yep. I watched it. I, I thought it was fair. And I think people were disappointed that it was fair. I've always, I, I, if you say who you are, that's who you are. And see, my personal takeaway is I think that people should be more direct, more upfront, uh, and then what happens, happens. People right. are, are not comfortable with being direct and upfront. I, I, everything, by the way, go look at the Instagram video. It's still up. I said what I said then, and I still stand by it. Um, and I, I think that it's interesting that so many of our our women um, feel like they have to stand alone. You have to stand alone unless you figure out how you're going to cooperate with a man. That, that's really what it comes down to. Um, do you not see that? I would love to cooperate with a man, but the reality is a lot of times when a man gets you, in my experience, just the men, I'm not saying this represents all men. I don't think all <laughs> men are bad. Like, please don't crucify all right, me. Come here, come please. Um, I just feel like, again, me. I feel like I have to water myself down and it doesn't feel natural. I have no problem. All right. See, see, this is this is where <laughs> this is where I think. See what? All right. What? Does this have to work? And okay, honestly, I think I hear what you're saying. Do you have to water yourself down? No, I do agree with that. You're more of a, I don't want to say free spirit. You are more rebellious. That's fine. But it's going to take, like you said, somebody who's going to say, all right, that's just her. She just wants to stand on the on the on a bar and twerk. That's cool. Yeah, that's exactly uh, what I want to do. I know. For as long as, you know, we're at the club. I'm not going to be in the club till I'm 60. And then go home. But the fact is, there are people that are like that. But then also, you're going to have to understand that as a as a woman with a child, you have to let a man know what value you're going to bring to him uh, and being an asset in his life. Because often women know what kind of man they need. Right. Like, all right, cool, cool. Men will say, I can do this, 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 then what am I going to get in return? That's what the biggest question. What does, what do you bring to the table? What do I get for accepting uh, the rebel that has the kid who likes to stand on the table and twerk, who wants to live in her truth, who wants to be in the spotlight? All right, what's the benefit? I would say my, the biggest thing would be my uterus. Uh -huh. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, that comes standard in all models. <laughs> that comes standard in all models. And this is where I push, but you guys are just gonna have to figure out, you know, it's men are saying, yeah, cool. Then what? Because the kind of man you talk about is, let me just switch gears. In the non-black community, especially in the white community, women can go from being sugar babies to strippers to suburban housewives. Mm -hmm. Escorts, porn stars, not yep. porn stars so much. But yeah, porn stars can even do it. So it's not that it's not possible. Um, 
but you're going to have to decide eventually what it is you're going to bring to a man because this world is such that I think there's a fit uh, in the world you live in. Uh, he may be, um, I don't know how old a man you date because because the other guy was younger, right? Yep. I don't discriminate though. All right. I've, I've dealt with someone who was over 50. Yeah. And don't be writing down in the comment <laughs> section. Like, wink, like, wink. <laughs> <laughs> like, but seriously, it, see, <laughs> I have this theory. I have a theory. It's like we don't have any black. The black heavyweight division of boxing has been watered down because so many of the would-be heavyweights are in the NFL. The group of wives for the businessmen in black America and the politicians, so many of those women are over on, you know, the industry, what I consider the industry, athletic, entertainment, mm -hmm. music. So you got a lot of guys who are over here in coding and you're making $85,000 to $150,000 a year. Good money. That's, an, that's amazing money. Yeah. Can't, and it's like, like no man's land. Because you got women over here choosing to be third in the rotation on some guy who's... Who plays football. Well... Or whoever. Be, and what the guys over here don't want is the guys over here don't want to say, okay, you lived the fast lifestyle, you got in the club, you did this, that. These guys over here have eight to five. They got 401k and three weeks off. It's a different life. It's not the, it's not the, let's just jump up and go to so-and-so uh, and everything's content. That's different. Uh, and I think that I know more women that are uh, not at your level, obviously. But there are a lot of women who want to be at your level, mm -hmm. who are still actively seeking that lifestyle, who get bored with this. Um, I think you have to find a way to make that transition interesting because you're from where, Mississippi? Ocean West? Ocean Springs. Come on, you're a country girl. I'm a Southern Belle, big dream. You, yeah, yeah you, you ride horses? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like equestrian ride horses? No, I just, mm. like a hobby. Okay, do you play any instruments? I used to play, I kind of did some stuff on the keyboard, but I'm not like a What are, What talents? Music, singing, or anything? I mean, I played soccer. And I also played semi-professional and then I quit. Dance? That. What kind of dance? Um, I just started taking ballroom okay. dan uh, dance classes because I just... Tango, waltz. All that. Yeah. I also want to, you know, it's like in my, I'm learning how to dance too because it's like, okay, when I get married, how am I going to know how to dance? So yeah, you got father, took three years of salsa. Sound Baba Dengue, Tango. I'm That's impressive. Hey, <laughs> People think they know. They don't know. They don't. They don't have any. They don't even know how tall you are in person. Okay, Let's okay. start. There. Let, them, let them keep saying I'm short. <laughs> let them keep saying I'm short and gay. Run with that. I told them I was going to troll the shit out of them too. Um, but seriously, you know, I think from what I gathered, I, I think you relish playing a role of rebel. I think the rebel is what's been offered to you and. My guess is it's rather exhausting yes. to try to keep telling people I'm not a gold digging horse let bitch, whatever. <laughs> so I'll just lean into it. Um, yeah. I get it. You know, um, I think it, in some ways it can be empowering, but I also think it can lead to being a little uh, lonely. <laughs> I, I think ultimately, I know most women really do want family. It's yeah. just how to get it done and live in their truth and get what they want. Uh, and that's what it's gonna come down to. You get what you negotiate. 
You yeah. get what you negotiate. And this is where people do not like me because I don't care about love. I grew up in that romantic stuff. I care about love. I care about sitting down and hammering out a table, hammering out a deal. You got this, I got that. Here's the deal. We'll figure out this love thing as it comes along. The baseline has to be here. Can I look you in the face and have sex with you? Okay, then everything else can be negotiated. Really? Yeah. That's pretty simple. Well, what, what did your great, what did your grandparents and your great grandparents get back in the night, turn of the century? Did they date long? Dating is dumb. Okay. I mean, oh, I think dating is dumb. Tell me what the, what is dating so, for? What is dating for? I mean, I'm you're dating, I'm assuming to marry. I think that's the ultimate goal is you're dating to most see if this people, could work. Most people you date, you don't marry. Well, let me tell you something. I didn't really date with a lot of intention. But, I thought but, in my mind, I'm like, I want people, long term. Most people date and don't marry the person they date. How this is supposed to work. Let's hear. I go over to, what's his name? His name is Prince. I go to Prince. I'm like, all right, I've got a, I'm a, I've got a farm and I've got a, a general store. I've got need of a wife. You've got four daughters. Uh, I need a wife. All right. So we join our families together. I'll take this one. She can come <laughs> over here and be my wife. I need the kids. And you come to the house, you automatically been trained, taught by your mother, you know, how to cook, clean, da, da. You know some of the things that you automatically get into your bag. I make the deal with Prince. There is no dating. Prince vets me and says, uh-huh, well, that house is his, it's in his name, that, okay, well, cool. You can take over my daughter and now she's transferred to you. That was the extent of dating. You got the choice. You got the choice to say, yeah, daddy, I want to, or no, daddy, I don't want to. Yeah. Ultimate choice, and they call that arranged marriages in some places, but um, that's how it's supposed to work. You're not supposed to have this prolonged dating and, and this whole thing. You're supposed to get on down the path because if you've lived with somebody before, you know you really don't know nobody until you live with them. Right. So the best you could do is run the background check and everything, and you ain't gonna find crazy in the background <laughs> check. Ain't none of this shit gonna work in the background check. They gonna show up where they show up. And I yeah. think it's better to have a four-year failed marriage and a four-year girlfriend, because at least you can say you went down that path. And we have, and I, one thing I particularly just don't like in our community is women feel like being a mother is less serious than being a wife because there's such a stigma on marriage because you got to give up yourself. You got to give this, and I call it the color purpling of the black community. Everybody, every black man I think has to fight against that image of mister that's been put in so many black women's head. And that, that ain't never been us, not in mass anyway. Relationships are, 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 are work, mm. love, Love comes and goes. You you know when was the last time you was happy? Happiness is up and down, up and down, up and down. But there's duty, uh, honor, respect. Aren't you a Pisces? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a Pisces. Me too. Yeah. Um. So I okay. But I can I, turn off the empath when I need to. Right. But here's my thing. I know you believe in love. And I know that it's still duty, honor, respect. It can still be that. But don't you want that woman you can just push the tables back in the steakhouse and do the bachata with in the restaurant? Don't you want magic? Like, at what point, like, is this really worth it? Because I saw my grandma married her whole life, taking care of never, she worked hard, but she was 
she took care of my grandpa till the day he died. Mm -hmm. But there was no magic. So you're telling me, so and, and all the guys watching out there, so you don't want a salsa with your wife just in the middle of the of the steakhouse and have that that rica, that passion, that uh, fire. Like, where's the magic? This uh, sounds miserable. It sounds like a job. Remember, like it's like I, you can yeah, have fun okay. on your job. Uh, that sounds like Disney. Disney has been. Where, <sighs> look, if you sound jaded. No, I sound realistic because that's not how it ever has been. Where was dating prior to 1940? Study the history of dating. This was packaged to us to sell us products and homes. The American dream was a concept to sell to GIs. We didn't do this. Disney came up with this. The greeting card industry gave us this. My grandmother and grandfather never did the stuff you're talking about, but when he was dying, she was there for his last breath. I know that woman loved him, and I know that old man who had uh, who held his emotions? I know he loved her. It was different. I would rather that kind of love than what we consider to be this romantic Harlequin romance, up, down, in, out. Irreconcilable differences is not a reason to leave a marriage. Because you have more than a marriage, you have children, and children want to see their mother and father together. And and we assume the worst. It's like, well, do you want to do that? Well, look. Prince may not have salsa. If you want a salsa, okay, maybe maybe you salsa with your partner. But is the man paying the mortgage? Is he doing the, you get 80% of what you want from a human being. There is one day, Brittany, that your ass is gonna drop. It's gonna be a sad day. But it's gonna <laughs> drop, and you still want somebody to say, that's my ass. Okay, and the thing that we want is youthful. Yes, and there's a part of this say, yes, I would love to have that. But if you have to pick, one is fleeting and one has been shown to work, build communities, generational wealth, have something to transfer, and the other doesn't. Okay. What has romance gotten us? I was talking on my, on my stream last night, baby face. I'll, uh, as soon as I get home from work, that's a, that sounds good. I'll pay your rent, I'll buy your clothes, I'll cook your dinner too as soon as I get home from work. I'll take care of your kids, I'll braid your hair, I'll run your bath water. I can't do all that, I'm tired, man. <laughs> 52 years old, I'm not gonna sit up here and try to blow your back out. I'm trying not to throw my hip out. What the fuck you talking about, man? But, I, but these, this, rent's gonna, this mortgage is gonna be paid, man. You're gonna have it. When I die in 20 some odd years, you'll be set. I mean, like, you know what? He didn't smell like Ben Gay. He wasn't even that guy. Did I mean, I'm serious. I'm a pragmatist. And in, in, in that, my mother married, hand to God, my mother, them kind of men she dated my entire life, I never liked them. The guys mm -hmm. that I thought she should be with, she never picked. And when my mother called me one day and said, I, I'm coming down to meet you. I'm coming down to town. I knew something was up. Mama, just don't do that. She showed up with this man. That man said seven words to me, like two sentences the entire weekend. He didn't try to impress me or nothing. Country is all get out and go. I was like, I like him. They were married 20 plus years. She had a life that she never would experience. Home, travel, the, the family, the, the, all the stuff you're talking about, decor. My family wins the decorating contest. Mm -hmm. Nobody even try no more. And all of it, and she married a guy who he, he woke up in the morning, made his coffee, made his uh, egg, sat down in his chair, turned on and watched sports. He sat there. 
All his life, he sat there. But every time my mom, he opened the door, closed the door. He did what a man was supposed to do. And she would complain. And he just born in this. I said, well, she didn't leave him. She wasn't going to leave that man. And she was mm -hmm. happy. Look, we matter more than salsa, merengue. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but I'm thinking about when COVID and all this other kind of stuff hit. You just wanted somebody to be there. And how many people tonight wouldn't be salsa in anyway? They just want to have an auto date on Saturday night. Yeah, I understand. All right, so this has been going on a long time. I'm, so for all you folks who probably thought that uh, you're going to see me sit here and tear her apart, I don't do that. Uh, I don't do pit bull interviews. I don't do that kind of shit. I talk to people. Uh, we don't get anywhere by just sitting around ripping each other up. And if that's what you thought of my content, you ain't been paying any attention. I reflect energy. If you want to see that, go to the tabloids, go to other places, and that's fine. Enjoy. They, they do what they do. But at the end of the day, I personally think we're better off together than apart. And ain't none of us perfect. We're all flawed. We all got mistakes. We all got issues. But if that doesn't stop people from other communities getting together, then it's not prohibitive in ours. That's my personal opinion. What would you like folks to know before we wrap up? So two things that I do have my own podcast coming soon. <laughs> Second thing, I am curious because I've never seen you do this. Mm -hmm. We are from two different worlds. We're Pisces. We're, we're more, we have a lot more similarities than you guys may understand. Um, what made you want to have this conversation? Because we are so different. Uh, well, I don't look at a lot of headlines, but I, I, I think it was funny when people like, Brittany Renner responds to Kevin Samuels, and I'm like, when did I do that? I don't, you didn't. I, I, I've always supported you. No, but, but people were looking for a headline. Stories. People were looking, I think people were looking, people, some people want me to be a, a, a blunt instrument against the, the woman that hurt them. And they, and, yeah. and, 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 and vice versa, they find women to do that against men. So I'm sitting up there, I'm like, and, I'm, and so I went and looked at what's going on. And that's why I made the stepdaddy season. Because like, she, she's always said who she was. Like, what I know, she said, judge this cover or something like that. Right? That's the, yep, that's the name She said who book. she was up front. I'm like, whatever she said, you know, when everything you said, I'm like, it's, it's out there. I'm like, yeah, all right, then what's the problem? You know what you're getting. Um, number one, number two, um, with all the press you've gotten recently, the way I thought, I, I'm like, there's more to this story. Mm -hmm. um, what I gather is you're so used to playing the rebel that you're covering for whatever reason, you're just allowing to be the villain, kind of like Batman in the, in the second Batman. He's like, okay, just let me, let me take all the heat, all the other kind of stuff. And if that's your choice, it's your choice because no one knows what it feels like to sit over here under all these lights. Sometimes over here, you got to take a lot of shit mm -hmm. to protect the people who you care about or the people who aren't as good at fighting all this as you are. Yep. Some people can't fight. That's why, you know, I, I'm experiencing that. And I'm like, all right. Um, I didn't really get, I got the sense that you were who you say you were, but I also think that at the end of the day, 
you're not as rebellious as you are. You're rebellious because you have to be. That's fine. You definitely know how to read people. Right. I'll give him that. <laughs> <laughs> Empath 101. All right. So, all right, people, we're out of here. Lead the way.